All right, Fern, we're back with another question from one of our listeners. I know speaking Give this for person you, a name. Let's give this person a name. You know, oftentimes I don't give a name because it's kind of a touchy not their, subject. Not their name. Let's just give them a name. Well, I don't think this is uh, anything that we can't speak about on the year, but let's just call this person Ben. All right. And I, I was going to say, speaking for you, I love... I love the fact that our listeners feel comfortable enough to ask us questions. They respect our opinion. You know, you and I, between the two of us, have owned five affiliates, multiple other businesses. So damn right they should be asking us questions. They should be asking us life questions. Ben in Boulder. Yeah, I don't think that. he's from Let's, Boulder. I don't think he's from Boulder. Ben and this question is from Ben in Boulder. And all of that is in air quotes. Ben in Boulder. All right. So I'm gonna read the email. Hey guys, love the podcast. I'm not sure if this was covered in a previous episode or not, but could you guys share some of your experiences and or best practices when changing up your gym's class schedule? I'm debating to change my evening classes from 4.30, 5.45, and 6.45 to 4, 5, and 6. Some days my 4.30 and 5.45 classes are maxed out, 14 members in each, but the next day we might only have eight members in each class. My 6.45 p.m. class is on the smaller side at two to three athletes, so I'm not consistently full every single day, but I guess I'm trying to plan for growth and having space for all members while also spreading out the members to that later class time to have better energy and maybe more attendance as well. I have lots of members that work rotating swing shifts, and some weeks it feels that we don't have enough space in classes, and then the next week you wonder why you were so stressed out about it the week before. Just trying to paint a picture of what I'm looking at. I've surveyed the members and I'd say 80% would be good with the change. I worry about losing a few members and I think that is my holdup. Anyways, thanks for considering and for any insights. Ben from Boulder. Okay, just so I have this right. So he currently has a 430, a 545, and a 645? Correct. And he wants to shift to? 456. Got it. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at that. One of those is not really an issue. I mean, your your four is a shift. The 545 is basically six. I don't I don't think you're gonna lose a lot there. But you basically have a 7 p.m. class. But you're shifting the four to four. Yeah. So one of them is not an issue. The other two are like quasi an issue. I'm just curious on why the hour and 15 minute time frame, and then the other two are an hour. But that's just yeah. I, I that definitely stands out to me as well. To me. To me, what this email strikes me as, as someone that's trying to please all of his members, which is never possible. And if two things, no. two things that stood out to me were whenever we talked about this on a recent episode, whenever your box owner's like, I have a lot of members that X. So in this one, he says, I have a lot of members that work rotating swing shifts. I think the thing Do we you? talked about was right, transient. We talked about like transient memberships. Right, like, oh, I, like my area has a lot of transient members. It's like, really, do you or do you have three and you think everyone is? So I would, I would say that. And then the other thing he says is I've surveyed the members and I'd say 80% would be like, never survey the members. It, well, 
A, don't do that. And then B, that survey is not accurate. What was far more accurate is if you pull attendance down and look at an average across all of these classes to look what they are. So don't look at what they say they're going to do. Look at what they are doing currently. That is far more indicative of, of what they're actually going to do. Actually, this is, this is a seemingly mundane question, but there's, there's some big ticket macro topics here and there's some micro topics as well. So I want to answer Ben's question kind of very directly right out of the gate, and then we could talk about some uh, some higher level things that I that I think might be going on here. So from a from a micro level, we might have talked about this before. N nothing is permanent, right? Like you and you and and this is all about communication. If you're going to do that, right? So a I would look at attendance and see if it even warrants it. Like what do those classes look like? And then you should be taking an average across some specific time, not just like this day was heavy, this day was light. Because people start making decisions based off the light days. But if I average them out, what does it look like? Does it go from 20 in this day and six to this day? And across all those, I have an average of 15. Well, that's pretty damn good numbers, right? So I think pull that data first. And if you're going to do it, A, communicate it that it is a trial and it's not set in stone immediately everybody is kind of disarmed uh, and then what you can do is get some feedback so however long you're going to do it i've got my previous data i tell everybody we're going to do a trial run because we think this might work better we're going to do it for i don't know whatever 30 days and we're going to track attendance and then i have two sets of data to go off of to tell me hey well this one definitely has better attendance you know paired with some other to make it easier for coaching staff am i am i getting home earlier like whatever because i mean if he's got a 6 45 p.m class then that means he's getting home i mean unless he lives six minutes from the gym he's getting home at 8 15 8 30 at night that's pretty late in my opinion I, I think something box owners don't often consider and here's a great example he's worried about losing people at some point it's cost effective to lose people right if you're Running that 645 class, like you said, and getting home at 815 for two people, depending on if you're coaching it or if you're paying, if you're paying someone to coach it and you're paying, say, $25 five times a week, that's you're, $125, you're right? You're in the negative, yeah. Per week. Per even, week, you yeah. Know, right. That means those two people in the class aren't even paying for that coach over the course of a month. Um, and then if you are the box owner and you're coaching it, that's fine, but then you have to determine how valuable is that hour and a half at the end of your day to spend time right. with your wife, your kids, or just get other work done. And we've talked about this before on average, on the low end, adding a class to the schedule is about 400 bucks payroll. That's assuming that you don't coach per month. Of them per month. So yeah, if you got two people in there, let's say that they're combined worth to you um, on a monthly basis is 300 bucks. Let's just go average. I don't know what the, where the, what it is, but like, let's just say safe 300 bucks right there, you know, if you've got somebody, if you're paying somebody for that, well, that's, you're in the whole 400, you're in, excuse me, you're in the whole about a hundred bucks to have that class in there for those two people. So yeah, you could lose some people, but you'd be net positive on the balance sheet. So just something to consider. And you're also assuming, you know, if they can't come to that class, maybe they, they won't shift around, yeah. right? Maybe they change their schedule and they show up at 6am where they always show up Saturday mornings anyway. So they're not going to completely leave. I remember, I mean, when I first opened the box, my schedule was all over the place. It was literally like Mondays, we had these random times too, because I was coaching, I was doing personal training still, I was coaching other classes. Then I had a pretty standard schedule. And I remember the first time I made a big shift, 
I think I went from 334, 35, 36, 30 to on the hour, three, four, five, six, seven, and an eight. So it was more so in an effort to, I was so busy that I needed to get more class times on there. Right. So there's, you know, for a lot of box owners, when you hear this, especially this time with maybe, you know, with the COVID going on, perhaps you're limited to how many people can come to class. So you're, you're doing it more in an, in a way to open up class times for yeah. those members. I think um, in this scenario, it sounds like his decision process is going more towards the classes that are empty and he's trying to fill them. And I, I typically am not a fan of, unless it's really wacky, of shifting things around, hoping that people will come to classes. I mean, unless there's some really hard data that we would say, like, if I shift this, if I shift X to Y, then Z is going to be the outcome of that. But, but you have to have some pretty hard data or, or some really good insight to be able to predict that. Otherwise, you're kind of just pissing in the wind. What's far easier is put your plan in place. And then do your best to pack those classes. And then that plan that you put in place should be designed to basically spread out. That now I have to in the afternoon of the five people that come into those four classes. That's an entirely different scenario, obviously, than we're talking about. But typically, this is what I would say you start shifting around classes is when I'm crowded. If you're... If, if your classes are scarce, then my recommendation is move to less classes. Not add them or move them around. Just do less. Put more people in those hours. It's going to cost you less more. It's going to cost you less money. The vibe in there is going to be better. We've talked about this on previous podcasts. We're like, obviously, it's better if there's 15 people in a class than two. Just the whole, the whole dynamic changes when you do that. So I think if you're if their classes are low, maybe take one away. I mean, I'd, I'd want to see the numbers on attendance by class. And then maybe we just take that 645 out altogether. And those three people just decide to hurry up and get to the earlier class. Um, and then when those classes are packed, maybe you do some shifting around and maybe you go, you know, 435, 36, 30, rather than 456. You know? That's what I was going to suggest. It seems like if you're that concerned bumping up 15 minutes, no matter what your job is, you should probably be able to make it 15 minutes earlier. Right. Right. So maybe if we do that, A, it's getting you home at eight versus eight fifteen, and you're still maintaining the three classes. Now, now perhaps some of the people that go to the five thirty, you know, the the five they were going to five forty five, that fifteen minutes is a challenge. So they push back a little bit. So mm -hmm. that seems like an easy alternative to what he's laying out the four, five, six. Uh, again, of course, that six o'clock lends itself to being done earlier. I, I, that's actually the schedule at the box here that I'm coaching at four, five, six every day. And it's, it's, it, it's similar in that some days it's like three people. And last week I coached and it was eight. I think also time of year changes things, you know, yeah. if in the winter, maybe people try to come in a little bit earlier because it gets darker earlier versus mm -hmm. the summer. Maybe they leave work and they try to get a few hours outdoors. So some of that definitely impacts the how busy a class is the other thing from a, a little bit from kind of a macro standpoint is he's like you know i have a lot of transient members so let, let's well, let's shift assume work. he says shift uh, work yeah yeah so let's work. assume that's true now i a this is subjectively i don't know what a lot means right a lot and he, compared, also, he really didn't tell us where he is so i would argue i mean 
unless Maybe. you're on like a military base, like where else would you be that even you know, then in above I mean, average, I, I'm, I can pretty authoritatively speak to that, that they can still make it work. Yeah, I mean, other than what, police officers and firefighters, like, and nursing, maybe? Like, how many people are working rotating swing shifts? On a, on a f- super stringent day-to-day basis, right? Like, 12 right. on, 12 off, like, infinity, you know, for infinity. You know, most of them, you know, for firefighters, police officers, firefighters, they're going to work. They're going to have, like, their, if they were, if they have, like, Kelly days or whatever, they're going to have five consecutive days off. Like just they let them deal with those days that are weird, but then you'll see them for five consecutive days afterwards. Mm-hmm. So, um, but this kind of goes a little bit more to, you know, kind of defining who your, who your clientele is, you know, and if yet we may really, really um, like these people and be fond of what they do for a living or, well, you know, LEO, firefighters, military, like I get it. Like I was former military, I'm married to the military, got a ton of both of those in my gym. However, from a business standpoint, I need to figure out if, if that is the clientele that I'm really trying to serve, right? Because if you are, then if, if that's your, if that's your, the bulk of your demographic, you probably need to come up with a super unique class schedule. But really, it's just like, hey, I'll serve those people if they can make it work. But I can't flip my business and myself upside down to serve those people because then I can't. Then I'll ultimately not be able to serve them at all because I'll be burned out. I go out of business, all these other things. So figure out who you want to serve. And then you'll be able to come up with scenarios to help them in those scenarios. So drive towards the demographic that you want to serve that allows you to be happy with what you want create a thriving, successful, profitable business, and you'll be able to solve these one-offs with some of these folks because it may not be they go to class times. You know, let's just say there's seven of them. Three of them might opt for personal training or some sort of individualized program at a higher dollar value. And financially, you can afford to lose the other three because they're not willing to make that kind of financial commitment. But you're not going to be able to kind of dabble in some of those alternative or premium services if 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 I'm grinding it out, like trying to shift to put, you know, minimal number of people in these classes. So I think there's two things at play here. I, I think an obvious one is, is, you know, first thing you got to do is pull your numbers. Like don't pull the members, pull the attendance records. And if you don't have attendance records, well, there's, there's low hanging fruit right there. People got to check in, um, you know, cause if you're if any data nerds out there, you know, bad data in equals bad data out, right? So I'm making poor decision based on things that are not accurate when I do that. So get that first and let that guide your decision. And if you're worried about it, tell people, again, communication is key here, tell people it's a trial period. For one month, we're going to shift this around and give them a long runway. Don't be like, if you know, if today's the 27th, don't be like, we're doing this on the first. Right. You know, give I, them I think, 45 to 60 days. You know, we talk about it a lot. I've talked about it in a lot of the episodes communication is key and being transparent with your members. There's nothing wrong with saying, Hey guys, the 645 routinely gets two people, you know, and you don't have to dive into the numbers, but I'm running a business and, you know, it would really help me. Is there any possibility, you know, or talk to those two people, right? If it truly is two or three people, pull them aside yeah, and say, Hey, you know, it's, um, it's, it's tough for me. Another thing to consider, there's a, there's a few options out there these days for a 24 hour box. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the box here, we use hybrid AF, it's called, which yep. basically he charges $12, 
and you can use the gym 24 hours a day. You literally just bring your phone. Somehow it, the app unlocks the front door and you can go it's in magic. There. It's some sort of witch, get, yeah, witchcraft. Yeah, it's witchcraft. <laughs> but, but um, you know, that could be an option too. Okay, we're getting rid of this, but, you know, you, I know you can make it Monday mornings and you come Saturday. So for an extra $12, you can come in at your normal time and I'll leave the programming on the board and, and that can potentially open it. You know, A, more people for $12 are going to sign up. Even, even if they never intend to use it, they're going to they're gonna pay $12 a month just to have that option. Right. You there? You're writing something down? Yeah, you there? Sorry. I'm 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 still here. I You're... was writing something down. What what do you what are you writing yeah, down? Yeah, okay. So where I was I don't know I, I don't know where you I don't know where you broke up there, but where I was going where I was gonna say was and I think I think some gym owners just need to hear this. I know I did at some point. You do not have to ask your members or your clients for permission to change things in your business. You do not have to do that, right? They pay you for a service, you provide the service. You do not have to consult them on certain changes that you already know need to change. Yeah, now, I'll you give need you, to, you need I, to communicate things to them, but from a standpoint of getting rid of this class, I think it could be very simple. Like the, you're not asking, right? Just You could just simply say, hey guys, the 6 p.m. has relatively low attendance. We're thinking about getting rid of it. We're going to go to a trial period over this to see what happens. Done. The end. You're not asking anybody whether how they feel about it. They're going to tell you how they feel about it based on whether they show up or not. Right? Now, you're going to give them the opportunity to come talk to you, but I'm not asking them their opinion on it because in a lot of the senses, you and I already know, their opinion on it is not actually accurate to the action that they would take. And I think that's important for gym owners here. You do not have to ask permission to do things in your business that make sense. Yeah, I'll give you a great example. I love the McRib. And McDonald's doesn't ask me every time they put the McRib on and off the fucking menu. Just leave it on the menu, 365. Same with the McFlurry or Shamrock Shake. I don't care about the Irish people. Just leave the damn Shamrock Shake on your menu all year round. But, you know, and, and something else I've told members... I'm sorry, I've told box owners is sometimes you're doing things kind of for your members, but your member, like, here's a great example. Every box I've owned, I've put in a shower. 99% of the people never use that shower. And some of the people think they will. And it's a selling point. It's why they mm -hmm. join. Well, they have showers. There's going to be a day where I need to. Sh cool. It's there. And, and, you know, or or the open gym model, like I just spoke about, or the 6.45 a.m. class. So you do have to think about that. Is it a selling point to say, mm -hmm. we, have a cl we have classes from you know, 5 a.m. to 8 p.m., even though no one shows up for the eight, you, you do have to evaluate, are people joining because of that? Yeah, what is, does this thing have uh, some degree of perceived value that doesn't really cost me anything? Like we have the same thing too. Now we, do, we only have one shower and I have 224 members I think at this point. The, not a huge percentage of them use the shower, but I tell you what, it does get used multiple times every single day. So it does have value, right? And we're open from 6 a.m. to 7.15, 7.30-ish p.m. 
And we tell people that it's a selling point. We do have open gym available, but it's not something that we push, right? It's not an offering that we have as open gym. It's convenient, but it's not the core offering. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, that's what you kind of have to determine here. While you may only have two or three people that are showing up to that 6.45 p.m. class, how many people of your 200 members or however many members Ben has are paying you because they think they're going to show up to that class, right. which, which the data is not going to show you for the record. Mm -hmm. I, I think first and foremost, you have to base your decision on the data. Like Fern said, like look at the actual classes, look at whatever system you're using. You should be keeping every box owner. You should be keeping track of who signs up for your classes, who's showing up, et cetera, but then determine, okay, how many people would be very upset, even though, I mean, we used to have people like, when we would take a class off the schedule or move, I was going to come to that class. I'm like that class has been on the schedule for three years. <laughs> You've never come once, you know, you, every box has those people. Well, that's a lot of that is how the 24 hour gyms sell people is, is that they sell you the idea that you'll just come work out in the middle of the night. Because one day you're just like, I think right now is a good time to go get some fitness on, which you will never do. Right. They're selling the idea of, con of convenience. And, and that's where a lot of gym owners, I think, can kind of step in a little dog shit where they're just like, well, I want to, I want to make this as convenient as possible. Yet that's not our business model. Our business model is not uber duber convenience. I want it to be to some degree as convenient as it can be. But your offering is, what you're supposed to be offering is high caliber service. And when you sell high caliber service, people tend to fit into whatever time slot that high caliber service is offering, right? Like if I call, I don't know, Fleming Steakhouse, right? And they're like, and it's a my anniversary. And they're like, all we have is a 1030 PM slot. And I'm like, go ahead and put my name down, bro. Like I'm going to 10 because it's my anniversary. And I know I want to go to Fleming Steakhouse. So it doesn't matter what, what I want. I would prefer to go at 715 but all they had was 1030. So I'm going. Yeah. And it's the same for me. I mean, whether when I've been traveling, you, you know, go to a box when I moved here or when I go to jujitsu, it's like this time doesn't always work for me, but it becomes kind of part of your calendar and part of you put it in there and you start moving other things around. Obviously the, the one big caveat is work. People mm -hmm. can't necessarily adjust their schedule, but I'm sure if it's important enough to them, this day and age, I mean, what most people are working virtually working anyway. From home, yeah, yeah. So yeah. this kind of goes I back to what I previous podcast before about you know knowing who you serve and 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 all that stuff. And I and I think this is it. Like knowing who you serve and knowing what you serve allows you to say no to these people who want you to give them everything. And I'm like, no, I don't offer everything. This is what I offer. And if you don't want that, then don't buy it. It's fine. I'll still send you a Christmas card. I'll still buy you a beer, but I'm not adding uh, a 6:27 p.m. class because you happen to work 13 minutes away and like it doesn't like it's just not worth it, right? Like figure it out. Leave work a little bit earlier. Pack your shit, you know. Change at your office. Like why a one on one? Right? Yeah. Do personal training. I'm happy to meet with you for 72.50 an hour for you know three times a week. You know for four yeah. weeks. You know like it, it's just people want service and you're not selling convenience. Don't sell convenience, sell a service and people will fit in there and you'll be much happier with those clients because they will rearrange their lives to do that. You know, like any, so if, I'll give you a perfect example. Anytime I've ever paid for, for like business mentoring and coaching, 
like the good ones, they'll give me like, Hey, we're going to meet at this time. And I'm like, got to rearrange my schedule. I'll be on that call at 11 AM on Tuesday, which is typically not when I would do that, but that's what you're telling me is available. I paid you a lot of money for this. So I'm in, let's do it. Now my schedule is blocked at 11 AM on Tuesdays. It wasn't before, but it is now, right? Because if I'm getting value from it, then I will adjust to that. Well, and you nailed that. I think ultimately that's, that's where we should wrap up. It's service or convenience. If you want convenience, 24-hour box or 24-hour gym. Don't have any coaches. 20, Cut all your yeah, overhead. <laughs> you know, that, that's, go there. You can work out anytime. You're paying us a premium for a service, which requires an individual to be here present in front of you, et cetera. You know, I think there's a lot of knowledge bombs within what we just said. You know, A, you're not going to please everybody. B, you're a service. C, like Fern said, you don't have to ask for permission. And D, you know, get the data and, and look from there. But ultimately, I think we gave you a few good options. I would say to Ben, either A, go for the four, five, six, and just, you know, today, this will be out on October 19th. So that's, a, that's 12 days, which I think is right around enough time. If you're going to do it, you need to put it out there now. Uh, the alternative is, I would give more, like I'd give like a month, but I, 12 days is enough, it's, right? It's but I would, I would line. Yeah. right. Yeah. I would prefer 30 days notice. Um, cause now, cause the other thing you have to think about is like, if you don't have your next month's schedule written, you probably just created some problems unless you're coaching all the classes, but True cause you got to talk say, to the staff about that. All there's some other, there's some other factors in there that need to be ironed out. If you're making that big jump to the four, five, six, I agree with you. If you're going with the other alternative that we put out there, the 435, 3630, I think the 12 days is probably enough. That, yeah, that I think you could do starting in November. I don't, I don't think that one's an issue. The other one is a, is a, is a much larger shift. And, all, you know, some problems. and one more thing to throw out there, Fern, there's what, 10 weeks left in the year. We all know the last week in November or whatever around Thanksgiving, it's kind of a wash. Yep. The holidays is going to be a wash. Potentially you roll this out as, Hey, this is our new 2021 schedule. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of ways to do this, but I think ultimately, again, look at the numbers, make a decision based on logic because when you present it, everybody's gonna be like, that makes sense. I get it. Yeah. And I, but what I also think if you put it out there as like, Hey, 2021, here's the list of some changes we are making a check out our new schedule B Here's a couple pieces of new equipment we're buying. C, we're doing a, you know, a booty blaster class or whatever every Tuesday. Like that, that's a good, the new year, much like it is for personal resolutions, is a good opportunity for boxes to roll out some new things. Cool. I hope that helped Ben and Boulder. Fern, you and I have some big news coming, what, in the next two weeks? I think that sounds about right. How about this, Fern? If box owners are listening and they yep. want more information, email us best hour of their day at gmail.com. We may not send you back quite what's going on, but we'll put you on the very short list of, of, of the short list. So let's make it even easier. Again, communication matters here. And we all know I'm better at that than you are. Much better. So we'll be doing some things with uh, box owners, right? And if you're interested, send an email best hour of their day at gmail.com. Don't put anything in the body in the subject line. Just put, just put in the title, add me to your mailing list. We'll have it categorized. And then what we'll do when we launch, we will send all of you an email. We're not, no, we're not going to respond to the email. 
because we're not ready to give you the information. Just send us an email, best hour of their day. Put me on your mailing list in the subject line. Nothing in the body. We'll keep it. When everything starts to roll out, then what we're going to do is we're going to hit you guys with an email. We're going to run a series of podcasts on it as well. But at that point, if you want more information after we send you that email, we're happy to set up a call with you and go from there. So that's what we'll do. If you're interested, do that. You'll be on the short, short, short list. Jay will send you a selfie if you're interested. A nudie pick for sure. A nudie pick, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think and, that's great. Um, and like I said, the only reason I even mention it is because it's going to be very, very, very limited. So we're going to put, I don't want to put it out there when it's time and get bombarded. The people that reach out now will have first opportunity. Cool. All right, Fern. This has been good. Mostly because good. I was here. Only because you were here. When Your birthday is coming up, isn't it? November 10th, Marine Corps birthday. What are you doing with the hair? Cutting it off, bro. Are you doing it? For real? You're going to cut it? Yeah. Yeah. I can't stand long hair or my shitty facial hair. Is it long enough to donate? That I don't know. I mean, it's definitely down to my shoulders, but I don't know what the, what the stipulations for donating it are. I think it's got to be a foot. No, no, no. I think it's nine. I want to say nine inches, but who knows? You're, you may be right, but. I have no idea. I mean, I'll go, I'm going to go look at it, but. Um, are you going to yeah. buzz it? Like complete buzz? No, this, my wife just, she was just like, you're not going to cut it all off, are you? And I just looked at her and I said, just tell me what you want it to look like when I cut it. And that way we don't have to do this whole thing where yeah. I made a mistake and we have to grow my hair out to a certain length afterwards. Show me a picture so, of who you want me to look like. Yeah. You want me to look like Brad Pitt? Done. <laughs> sounds, sounds good. All right, Fern. Great chatting with you. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. If you haven't already, do us a favor. Head over to the Apple Podcast app and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback for either Fern or myself, hit us up, day at gmail.com or send us a DM over on Instagram at day. Once again, we couldn't do this without the amazing community and you are a part of it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting Best Hour of Their Day.